0: It's The Dab Podcast, episode 64. Hello, hello, and welcome in to the Dab Podcast, episode 64. I am your host, Andrew Romanella, and not alongside me, but joining me this evening, my partner, Mr. Anthony Rinaldi.
1: Andrew, why are we always talking about the goats on the Dab Podcast? Hell of a we love this weekend, talk- brother.
0: We love to talk about greatness, Mr. Rinaldi. That's why. I mean, We love is, to talk about it greatness.
1: Is, it is simple to say we must talk about one Eldrick Tiger Woods, Mr. Andrew Romanelli.
0: You know it gets real when you use his first name. <laughs> Before we get into it, though, we tell the people, Mr. Rinaldi, it's on Twitter and it's on Instagram.
1: Social media blitz.
0: It's at Dab Podcast, um, both of them. Get us on the website, dabpodcast.com, or get us at the Gmail, dabpodcast at gmail.com. And you know where to find the podcast, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcast, and Spotify. Remember, rate and review it when you're done. I don't think you understand how important that is.
1: Kind of like having 15 majors in your back pocket, Andrew. Please, everyone, listen in give us some criticism, give us some stars. I'll take as low as a three-star, folks. I mean, I'm desperate for some stars here.
0: So at this point in time, if you're listening to the Dab Podcast, Ant, and you don't know what transpired over the weekend with Tiger Woods, whether you're a sports fan or not, I would have to assume you're probably living under a rock.
1: Everybody was glued to the TV Sunday. At any time, I mean, it was unreal. The amount of stories you hear all over social media about how your mother and your mother-in-law, who has no clue about golf, but just knows the backstory of Tiger Woods, and every I mean, everybody was glued to the TV. Every every putt, every every chip, every swing of the club. I mean, everybody. It was, and I mean, the Masters does it beautifully, Andrew.
0: It, there's no better golf tournament, and I'm going to ask you this before I give you my side of this thing. Okay. Where were you? What were you doing? Did you really think that this was going to happen as the day went on?
1: You'll appreciate this, Andrew. I was at the Rinaldi household down in the township. You know, getting the cousins all together. The Fab Five, Andrew, that Hawthorne Glass is so happy to uh, announce to the world. (laughs) Uh, You know, we had a great time down there. I got to meet my, my newest niece, Aria. Ironically, Game of Thrones, fantastic start to the season, Andrew. Shout out to uh, my brother, your sister, and the Rinaldi family for the beautiful baby girl, Aria. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I, so it was on in the background. I was kind of chasing my son around, and Nico in the backyard. So I, did I watch a lot of shots? No. But I did know Tiger was definitely on the prowl. And, I mean, I can't wait to hear your breakdown, but uh, for me, it was it was as simple as... Hole number twelve, and I mean to start Amen's corner, and just how goddamn good Tiger Woods is at golf.
0: It's and it's not even just how good he is at golf though. It's a it's the presence that he brings. I mean, the crowd is different, the way people respond are different. You see players like it's like Tiger's stoic in what he's doing. And he brings a presence about him. And you said before, you know, having 15 majors in your back pocket. It's that and the fact that, yeah, I've been there before. I've shot more shots on this golf course than any of you dudes. But over all of that, I can handle my emotion when the crowd goes wild. And I remember at one point, you know, I was in and out, right? I was watching and I was driving, and then I finished the the last five holes of the round by watching it. And while I was driving was when the infamous 12th hole happened. And it's funny to listen. I don't know. Have you ever listened to golf on the radio, Anthony?
1: Stop. That's a real thing.
0: Yeah. It's hilarious because they're whispering. (sighs) They're talking to you in your car, and they're going – like this. And it's probably one of the more entertaining sports to hear on radio because of that. But you couldn't, they could not stop talking, Anthony, about the presence that the crowd was bringing to Tiger Woods. And they even made mention, which I found interesting. And then I found myself watching it at the end of the tournament, on how Tiger Woods will position himself during certain shots. So his competitors can see him in that shot. So, for example, after both Tony Finau and your boy Malinari put a ball in the water on the 12th, Tiger went and stood at the top part of the green, and they said it was almost like he was just standing there peering over at them. Watching their balls shoot onto the green, and it's kind of one of those head games that he plays. He uses the crowd to his advantage, and watching the end of that tournament, Ant, you could see that that was a major factor when it came down to who was going to compete and who wasn't.
1: Dude is king of the jungle, Andrew, and just like you said, I mean, Francesco Molinari went toe to toe with him at the British Open last year, at Karnuski, and he beat him. You know, and that was you know one of those. One of those, I guess, turning points for Tiger Woods because he was going, but he was battling back and forth, and he was right there at the end, but he happened to fall short. And I mean, you you don't see these professionals make these kind of mistakes at at Amen's Corner and you know, and go for that shot. And you know, he Molinari dumps it in the water. Finau dumps it in the water. What does Tiger Woods do? Bangs it to the middle of the green, pin high, two putts for par. Like the guy just knows how to play Augusta National, and. I mean, it's, it's on record. I mean, everyone says it. Everybody knows it. I mean, his iron play is probably the best that golf has ever seen, Andrew. I mean, I, I don't think that's an exaggeration. I mean, it's clearly the best so. I've it's, ever seen.
0: And what he does on the golf course is game-changing. And, and my question to you is – and, man – you know, there, there's so many things that pop into my mind while this is going on. Does he win 19 majors? Does he win another one this year? Is this the last one of his career? All those things, right? And I want the I want the answers to those questions. But I'm gonna go. I'm gonna come back to you on that. Where I'm gonna ask you now, though, is: Is there another athlete in another sport that is as polarizing and significant? of an athlete to their sport than Tiger Woods to golf?
1: That's a tough question because it's tough to, because you can't lump all the sports together because golf is such a singular sport. It's kind of, it's kind of the golfer versus really himself. I mean, obviously you're playing in the field of other golfers, but theoretically it comes down to you versus the course and uh, you know, basketball, there's five on a court, soccer players, there's 11 hockey. There's, you know, Five players and a goalie. But think about so, it this
0: way take the it, team out of it. Think about it as like how he's changed a specific sport. Like, and I talked to your boy Alfred Hitchcock about this, and he mentioned Wayne Gretzky. Like, he would
1: bring up a hockey guy. Oh my God. Right? Is that, 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 to- <laughs> that guy needs to get a hobby. Oh my goodness. <laughs> but, but
0: Wayne Gretzky, even like uh, Steph Curry, changing the game of basketball in a way because now it's a three point shooting game. Like, that's not, – not that it's an individual sport, but more so than anything else, he is single-handedly has changed the game of golf since he started becoming a professional golfer.
1: Oh, Hands down. And the reason we have all these golfers today is because Tiger Woods made golf cool. You know, like, like growing up, I, obviously, I, I got into the game at a young age because my father was into it. And he loved it because of all the old guys. But, you know, when it comes down to it, I mean, I, I, as you saw on Sunday, I can't. I can't. I don't know if he had the numbers, Andrew, or the ratings. I don't think they come out yet. But I mean, I'm sure it was a stupid number that the Masters Sunday put up. But I mean, what about like a, a Michael Phelps Ooh. swimming? I mean, swimming is not like a mainstream sport by any means. But I mean, that dude is just king of the hill there. Just he sets records and does all that nonsense. So I, I agree with Alfred Hitchcock there. Wayne Gretzky. I mean, everyone loves hockey. Because you know, of Wayne Gretzky. I mean, anybody mentioned hockey? Everybody goes Wayne Gretzky. Uh, maybe uh, Michael Jordan in basketball just because of, of his name brand. I don't know. It's such a, That's a tough question. LeBron James, you could throw in there.
0: Here's my question about Michael and LeBron, and the answer is, needs to be honest. Did they really do anything to change their sport?
1: No, not at all. But I I don't think you could.
0: But they are polarizing. You're correct.
1: Right. But I don't think you could quantify. Yeah, right. They're 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 but they're piece of the pie in, in the basketball spectrum compared to Tiger because Tiger Woods created a whole new inventory of golf for the for the young fan and and you see it today when or you saw on Sunday after he won when all the guys who obviously previous winners were wearing their green jacket shaking his hand but you saw the young cats the Ricky Fowlers the John Roms, you know the Ian Poulters the guys who, who just respect Tiger the hell out of Tiger Woods game. They were all there eager to shake his hand and say, congratulations, congratulations, man, and welcome back.
0: It's crazy. It's crazy to think that in that sport, you have literally other competitors like clapping him on his victory lap. It's mind-blowing. And I think you're right about Michael, and you're actually probably right about uh, Michael Phelps the most because – Who's watching swimming, even in the Olympics, if Michael Phelps isn't involved? Like, really? Like, think about the Olympics in which you've watched with Michael Phelps involved, and think about the ones you've watched without him involved. How many times have you flipped on swimming without knowing a Michael Phelps or a Katie Ledecky? Probably zero.
1: Right. Exactly. So, I mean, that just you know, I just threw that in there, you know, fish out of water type thing. Took a shot, Michael Phelps. How about an old school name? How about Pele? Going back to the pitch, Andrew. Wow. I mean, he kind of he kind of was a game changer for – I mean, that's like a, a global thing, I feel like, with soccer, obviously. But that's always a name I come to. Uh, again, you know, team sports, so it's a little different. But, I mean – and how about your sport? It just happened. But Jackie Robinson.
0: True. Well, yeah. I think – it's a good another, point.
1: Another polarizing athlete, but again,
0: baseball. He- game-changing because he opened up the world of baseball to a different type of baseball player. Like, you know, we could talk about the color barrier, but what we should also be talking about is the way he swung the bat, the way he stole the bases, the way he played. De- I mean, the dude could have played all nine positions on the field if he wanted to. Is and it if you think- Right, there you go. And and it was a different type of athlete coming into the game. And it was also the fact that he was an African-American man, which obviously is the biggest and most important storyline in the end. But if you look at him as a baseball player and you're spot on, I think. And like another one, And I think we could probably go on and on and on about this. And you could probably find so many guys that might fall into that category, but so few will actually step up to the plate and be on the same pedestal as Tiger Woods. But I thought about like a Kareem Abdul-Jabbar or like one of those, like a a Magic Johnson kind of where when basketball started going from, you know, you just had bigs and you had guards and turned into like a hybrid where bigs could shoot the three And it was like, wow, all of a sudden a six foot six dude can play five different positions on the floor. And maybe that was LeBron James. I have no idea. But I was trying to find the change in the sport there because I feel like that was a difference maker in the game of basketball. And that would be the person you'd compare to Tiger Woods.
1: Yeah, I mean, listen, and I think the the key word to, to, to the best word, one of the best words to describe Tiger Woods is athlete. And, you know, at least when I thought about a golfer, you know, I thought of. Not an overweight guy, but you know somebody who's <laughs> not quite somebody not quite built like a Tiger Woods. Like I mean, he he was like a whole, I mean he was like 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 a a brick shit house chiseled out of rock. You know, I mean when he came on the scene wearing his Nike outfits they were skin tight, you know the the, the Sunday red. I mean he was lurking on Sundays. You know, and this was at age what is he forty three now? You know how old he is? 43, yeah, forty three. 40, and he wins a major coming from behind, which is the first time he's ever done that, because Tiger's notorious for for basically playing defense, you know, getting a 54-hole lead and then just letting the players take stupid shots and letting the player beat themselves, and Tiger Woods just continually hit T to green and just beat you that way. So for him to come back from God knows how many spinal surgeries, uh, back surgeries, what have you, and to win a Masters, I mean – and he kind of dominated. I mean, I know he won by one, and a lot of players were kind of kind of coming from all different angles. You know, Xander Shoffley came in kind of hot, riding the morning wave on Sunday. Yeah, guys like Ian Poulter and Malinata. I like that
0: dude, Shoffley.
1: Yeah, I mean he's got a lot of potential, uh, and you. See, I mean, he's young too. So, listen, it's gonna be tough for Tiger. he like said, his Tiger Woods gonna win 19? I mean, that's probably the the, the next best debatable question, uh, because I mean that's. At this point, nobody thought it was going to happen. And you saw all the ESPN pundits. Everybody was writing him off. He should retire. He's never going to get back to where he is. And, I mean, now everyone's got to eat a little bit of humble pie and just Tucker it with his back, baby.
0: And I think even, the even sooner question to ask is, is it realistic to believe he could compete in these next three majors this season?
1: Oh, I don't see why he can't be competitive as long as he keeps his head on straight because as long as – it's it's really in between the – because, you know, when he's hitting the ball like he is, I mean, there's nobody that's going to beat him. And he's going to be the odds-on favorite, I guess, in, in almost every tournament. So, you know, the Tiger effect is going to be full effect, you know, for all these young Thundercats who grew up watching Tiger.
0: Speaking of the Tiger effect, right, Ant? Listen to this, and I know we're going to get to the uh, the hardwood in a minute. But I just – I really want to punch it home with this one right here. So, the final group on Sunday was Tony Finau. And your boy, Francesco Malinari, right? Those two finished in a tie for fifth place. Now, I want you to think about that because going into the 12th hole, Malinari was the the outright leader of the tournament, right? So it's six to play is the outright leader. And the guys that finish in second and third place, right, tied for second, third, and fourth place, are all dudes that did not play in the group with Tiger Woods. That alone right there tells you everything you need to know about Tiger Woods' presence on Sunday at the Masters. The only two dudes in the top 10 to not shoot under par in their last round on Sunday were Tony Finau and Francesco Molinari, the two dudes that were playing in the group at Tiger Woods. I mean, that says it all.
1: It's it's hard to quantify the Tiger effect if it really does affect any of the players, but – I mean when you start to break down like you like you just said some of the game and you look at some of the film and you're looking at some of these shots, and these guys don't ever play that way, but all of a sudden they get they see Tiger Woods just, you know, lurking behind you. Imagine being on like the imagine being on the eighteenth green and Tiger Woods is sitting in the eighteenth fairway and you, you have to look back and you're like, Oh sh- he's way behind me, you know, like
0: But I see him.
1: But <laughs> he Exactly, like Exactly. In your head you hear the you hear the jaws music, down, uh uh, hey, Tiger about Woods
0: is chilling. He he cost those dudes four hundred thousand dollars. Like if they like second place was eight hundred fifty eight thousand dollars, and fifth place was four hundred three thousand dollars. So Tiger Woods legit cost those dudes four hundred fifty thousand dollars.
1: Yeah, I mean, listen, in the long run, I mean Tiger Woods has made this golf game so much money, and all these dudes obviously suck at the teat of Tiger Woods because he he makes the purse as large as it is because of the the brand name that he has brought to the game of golf but i mean that's just, i mean it was just a crazy finish on sunday i mean so much money was changed hands with tiger woods winning that andrew
0: i'm super excited for long island man i'm super excited for him to come to long island what because is that's that? in may right yeah what is that beth I page
1: like, i think it's in a month yeah beth page black i think it's in a month yeah, yeah in the middle of may or something like that right right before mother's day right after mother's day
0: on an average day don't go to long island but that weekend, you should probably not go to Long Island.
1: Oh, no. Take mass transit, folks. Yeah. Don't be a hero.
0: Don't be Yeah. Take mass transit.
1: And if you need, if you
0: need help, shoot, shoot a uh, email to Anthony on the Gmail. He can help direct you.
1: That's it. Come hang out with Anthony. We'll get you there.
0: How you feeling about the basketball playoffs right now, my man?
1: I don't know, Andrew. I mean, I was excited after watching Brooklyn dismantle Philly the first game, but then watching them play the second game and just seeing Philly whoop them, I'm like, oh, man, there goes my th- – yeah. not that I'm rooting for Brooklyn, but I mean that's the only New York team that I have to root for right now. The other one doesn't exist in basketball circles. And
0: I don't even like Philly enough to want to root for them anyways.
1: No, I want that team to f- crash and burn. I hate everything Philadelphia. But, like, what is They're it about from-
0: the Sixers? What is it about them that, like, makes me want to hate them so much?
1: Because they kept th- – there's, there's cocky, <laughs> arrogant – D bags. <laughs> trust, trust the process. Trust the process. Where you tank for four or five seasons, you hope to get a top pick. You, you hit two out of three. I mean, or two out of like nine, whatever. With Joel Embiid, and I mean, he's just a knucklehead. I, I I don't like Ben Simmons for some reason. Jimmy Butler pisses me off. I don't like that stupid headband he wears. What is he? What is he? What is he a karate kid there. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to your leg, Johnny. I took the leg, Johnny. I don't know what's going
0: on. And that's that's an epidemic in basketball right now at the three-point line where they shoot and they throw their legs out. That's a whole other conversation for another day. I just don't like how Ben Simmons can't shoot. I don't like it. Like, that to me, if you have a point guard that can't shoot, breaking news, how about that? The the Islanders swept the Penguins, in. Wow. Where is – get
1: somebody call Alfred Hitchcock. Alfred
0: Hitchcock's (laughs) probably fired up. Tampa Bay wow. got swept, and the Islanders have swept. How about that?
1: Wow. I mean, and then now let's go. I mean, listen, hopefully the, the Barclays Center will be, will be busy because for some crazy reason they have to move from the <laughs> Nassau Coliseum to the Barclays Center, which is going to be brutal. It could be the dumbest for thing. Islander fans. I can't wait to hear this bitch fest on Sports Talk Radio tomorrow.
0: I see what's going to happen. But, hey, dude, you can't bitch. Your team is just swept. Who cares? Who cares where they play? It uh, the, the, doesn't matter. And, and, and to finish my point about the Sixers and Ben Simmons, a point guard that can't shoot is an issue, especially if you're trying to make a run deep in the playoffs. Like forget the immaturity. Forget the fact that I don't feel like they're an actual basketball team, like team, team, good chemistry. If your point guard can only facilitate and drive. When you start playing better teams, better defensive teams, it's going to be a serious issue. And that I'm not taking anything away from the Brooklyn Nets, Ant. I thought they played great in game one. They had a terrible third quarter in game two. I think they legitimately could do something in these playoffs. But there is something sketchy about this Sixers team, and I think it starts with Ben Simmons.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's young, I guess is what everyone's going to say. There's time for him to develop a jump shot. You know, you think a thousand jump shots at the gym every day. I guess eventually you'll figure it out. But the fact that he hasn't been able to figure out a jump shot, and I mean, he, he hasn't had a jump shot since he was at LSU. Uh, so uh, I, I don't know. I mean, I think they're going to get past Brooklyn. Uh, it, Brooklyn's a nice story. The Orlando Magic, it's a nice story. Uh, the Detroit Pistons, th- they're just happy to be there. Blake Griffin doesn't, doesn't, doesn't even care enough to try to play in the first series. You're right about that uh, <laughs> Yeah, dude. So I mean the the cream of the crop is gonna rise in the east. So I, I think I think you can see Toronto and Milwaukee duke it out. I'd like to think Boston is there, but I think Kyrie's heads in the clouds. Uh, you know, they're playing they're playing I mean they're playing Indiana. Not you know, no star power. Uh Indiana's also happy just to be there after losing all the depot. So the East really isn't intriguing, but I think the West
0: is where the, all the action is going to be, injured. I agree with you 100%. And did you see, uh, by the way, Toronto showed who Toronto actually is and slaughtered the Orlando Magic. So that series is back to even. And to them or, or Milwaukee might be the only ones in the East. And, and in the West, I mean, it, for lack of better words, and it is popping off. And I'm not one of those people that subscribes to, oh, my God, the Warriors are – Losing, or the Warriors are blowing leads, or the Warriors don't look like they're as good as they used to be. For some reason, to me, it's like the Patriots. I'm taking that team until they prove me, prove to me that they're not good enough to keep doing it. But at the same time, you got a Portland team that dismantled OKC in Game One. By the time this podcast is out, people will know what happened in game number two. But either way, they looked better than people gave them credit for. You have a Houston team that legitimately is as healthy as possible and looks like they could go at the Golden State Warriors and be a legit contender in the Western Conference. And you have to wait and see what the other teams can do for you. But to me, that's the three teams it comes down to. I love my Thunder. I don't think they're beating the Trailblazers. I don't think Denver is going to be a threat at all regardless. I think it's the Warriors, the Rockets, and there's going to be a wild card team in there. And you know that. I know that. I think it's going to be the Trailblazers. Just the way they play. Just watching them against OKC. that's That's a better team than people give them credit for.
1: Don't sleep on my man Greg Popovich, Andrew. Really? Yes, sir. Listen. Tamar DeRozan, they got LaMarcus Aldridge, they got some dudes with some funky hair. I don't know their names, but I like them. They play and listen. You, keep, you always got to go with the Greg Popovich coach team. How do I have to you believe that.
0: coaching affects these NBA players.
1: Uh, listen, coaching and experience, I feel, like goes a long way in a lot of aspects in sports. And we saw obviously Sunday golf, and not so much coaching, but it's experience. Uh, so this Spurs team's a little young. When you think about it, even though Aldridge and Demarcus Rosen are old, but playoff experience, I feel like they're they're relatively young because all their obviously all their old stars have have retired now. But the West the West is going to be complicated. I mean the, the 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 round two matchup, hopefully between Houston and Golden State, goes seven great games. But listen, Golden State just finds ways to make new records. That's how good they are, even if it's bad records. Right? You know, they just they're that team that just wants any kind of publicity. They'll take it.
0: So let me ask you this, and it's a two-fold question. You can answer whatever hell you want, you want first. Are you disappointed that Golden State and Houston are lined up to meet in round two? Does it make you less interested? And B, are you also less interested or are you more interested because LeBron James is not in these playoffs? Well,
1: let's see. I mean, I have to go back, what? Ten years, thirteen years. How many years go back before LeBron James? Thirteen. Wow, I was twenty.
0: Fantastic. You were in college. You were probably shit at the spring game, Penn State, shouting "We are" the first time he made the playoffs.
1: Balls deep in the blue and white game. You're right, Andrew. No idea what happened there. No idea what happened there. Man, Got there. I'm. I'm. Listen, I'm, I'm. glad LeBron, that team is not in the finals. Uh. I don't I guess nothing against LeBron, but I guess it's probably good it's probably going to be good for him to have a few a, 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 a few more extra weeks off for his, his body to rest cuz he hasn't had this this time off on his body in like you said 13 some years. Sure, yeah. You know, he's been gr- he's been he's been you know he's used to having six more weeks of basketball. So for him to get I guess this extra rest I think will be good for obviously for the Lakers next year uh going forward because this was his first year where he had a, a little bit of an injury bug and you got to think father time is 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 circling the block, Andrew? Yeah, he may not be at LeBron's door, but he's definitely in the neighborhood. You know where he's not? Where's that? Uh, Tom
0: Brady's house.
1: That's some bitch. <laughs> he's up to. How about him? Is one of the greatest? Uh, I, I mean, he's got a lot of turmoil, like Tiger Woods. Yeah, that's also how kind of one of the things you can take into effect is, is how how much turmoil can one person accomplish and still be on the top and considered a goat.
0: Tom Brady, you're talking about turmoil.
1: Yeah. Well, not turmoil, but not, not not crazy like Tiger Woods, but the whole cheating scandal. Oh, I see. The flake gates, you know, you know what I mean? Like his-
0: but, and my only concern about the Tom Brady side of things is the fact that I don't think he was ever really polarizing. He was just great and great at winning. And that is why I asked you the question, right? Like, do you want to watch these playoffs less because LeBron James isn't in it? Because I feel like, to me, Part of having LeBron James in the playoffs is simply just watching greatness, even though, and I know you said it before, I'm tired of seeing him win too, but I am also a little sad that I'm going to miss seeing some historic things because every time he's on the floor, something historic
1: may happen. You're right, but at least the Golden State Warriors, you still have that chance of them going back you know, to win another championship, which would just be you know, a ridiculous feat uh, for them. So, no, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm going to watch the NBA regardless. LeBron's in or out. So, you know, I'm I'm hooked. Uh, I mean, obviously, I can't wait for draft lottery in July, free agency for my New York Knickerbockers. 14%. That's it, baby. But in the meantime, uh, you know, I'm going to rock. I'm going to rock and watch some of that basketball. I mean, eventually we'll get to the good stuff. Eventually we'll get to the Milwaukee versus Toronto, you know, versus Boston, versus Philly, you know. The first round of the playoffs is just uh, you know, kind of a, a lazy minute. You just walk through. The, the top teams just get through what you got to get through, and then hopefully you, know, you get the good matchups. And unfortunately, Golden State-Houston will be a round two matchup, but at least you're going to get some great basketball to watch.
0: And if you think about it, and I, and I talk about this all the time, the reason why a sport like hockey is so great in the playoffs is because you have the opportunity for upsets to happen in series, like we just mentioned. Tampa Bay beating, losing to, I believe it was Columbus. Tampa Bay was the had the most points in like NHL history in a regular season, one over
1: thirty like points years. or
0: something. Yeah, yeah, that's, a,
1: that's embarrassing. The fired that
0: one, a coach. They got swept.
1: I fire that coach right now. What the-
0: Happen as much in basketball. That's why it was exciting and interesting to at least see these eight seed teams, these seven seed teams, and grow well, out and at least win one game. But it's also kind of disappointing for me why I'm like, oh man, the Rockets have to meet the Warriors in the second round if they both win. Like, I know that there's really no control over that. It's the way the season ends, but it kind of kills your anticlimactic. Makes really anti-climactic when it gets to the Western Conference Finals because it's almost like okay, if it's Houston, they're probably going to go, and if it's Golden State, they're probably going to go, and th- that to me almost takes my viewing interest away a little bit.
1: I mean, there's always the thought that NBA ch- trade changes the playoff. You know, you, after after every, all the 16 teams get you know siphoned down to eight and eight, and you reseed according to you know best record. You know, doesn't matter if, you, if 1, two, three, four is in the West, 1, one two, three, five, six is in the East. You know, it doesn't matter. Uh, and it goes that way. So, sure, do you want to see Golden State versus Houston in, in the Western Conference? If you're the NBA, 100%. But you're going to get the matchup you're going to get. And I think Golden State is – I think it's a lock for them to, to – to, not to walk the championship, but I think they're going to get it. Like I said, they're just, they just want to find new ways to get new, new, cool new records.
0: There, I love that you said that they're a lock, and then that yet you listen to some of these people everywhere, and it's like, oh my god, the world is falling down. The Golden State Warriors may never win
1: again. Think about it this way: they had five aces in their deck, and they just lost one. They still have four aces. I mean, it's let's be real here. In in, in a, in a, a seven-game series, they're tough. They'd be tough to beat. Uh, you know, four out of those seven times, if you don't have somebody named LeBron James you know, on, on your team, which, uh, unfortunately, nobody does, so.
0: Yeah, if DeMarcus Cousins ends up affecting this team in a way where it shouldn't, then they really had some serious chemistry issues because they didn't even need DeMarcus Cousins to compete and win this championship this year.
1: They man, didn't. You feel, you feel bad for Boogie, man, because that dude, you do. that dude's not going to get paid nearly what he's probably worth, but he can't – right now, he can't stay healthy. And, uh yeah, I, I don't see him in the Warriors next year, but – uh he still probably get a ring,
0: though. <laughs> That's true. That's true, if they can keep it together. Well, we'll see. Well, I'm going to try and keep the show together, Ant, and that means we have to move on to uh, your favorite segment of all time.
1: Yes, headlines.
0: Yes, it is. And we remind you, before we dive into those headlines, that these headlines are brought to you by Dig Me Nation. Dig Me Nation is the official sponsor of headlines on the dab podcast, which means when you go to nation.com, you can use promo code dig the dab. That's D double A B. You use that on checkout and you'll receive 30% off of your next purchase. That's nation.com. promo code dig the dab. That's digmenation.com promo code dig the dab. All right, Mr. are you ready to go? Are you ready to go here or what?
1: Fired up, as always, for headlines, Andrew.
0: All right, good, because we're going to start on the ice today for headline number one. Listen, the United States women's hockey team. That's right, the United States women's hockey team has won their fifth straight women's world goal. They defeated Finland a few days back, 2-1 to one in a shootout. For their fifth, Anthony, I'm saying that correctly, their fifth straight women's World Cup. They won the gold at the last Winter Olympics. I'll tell you what, I've been talking a lot of hockey recently, Mr. Rinaldi, but that's super impressive for our women's program.
1: 100%. And you got to shout out to the USA women's hockey team. Five in a row, that's, that's no easy task. And, and frankly, the women just kick ass. I mean, our, 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 our women's soccer team is better than our men's. Our women's hockey team is better than our men's. I mean, frankly, these women should be paid a lot more than our men are making because our men are embarrassing. They can take a page out of these old women, you know, kicking ass. But hey, congratulations. You know, typically they play, what, Canada? But the Finnish, the Finnish happened to beat the Canadians, I think, this year. And, they, you know, and USA took them down five in a row. I think it's, I call that a dynasty Andrew.
0: That is definitely a dynasty and something that I think if people have the opportunity to watch, they need to. Those girls are filthy. All right. Headline number two. Listen, we just talked about the Warriors, Mr. Rinaldi. What we didn't mention was the 31 points in which they blew a lead to the Los Angeles Clippers, the largest in playoff history. But that's not the stat. The real stat is that you shouldn't be worried if you're a Warriors fan because only three times in NBA history has a eight seed beaten a one seed in the first round of the playoffs, Mister Rinaldi. That tells you what?
1: Tells me I can't fathom losing a thirty one point lead. Like I, I went to bed. <laughs> they were up, I went to bed. They're up ninety four to sixty three. I was like, all right, this one's in the bag." I, I wake up and they lost. I was just like, how do you lose? You need to actively try to lose a 31-point lead in an NBA game. So, but I'm not one to panic. Uh, like I said, they have the four guys still who are who are studs, who have been there before, who have hoisted the trophy. They'll be ready when it comes, uh, you know, when it comes time to call, uh, call it. So, this one is just, uh, 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 here, here you go, uh, Clippers. Here's one game for you. Um, we'll beat you for a uh, sweep four to one but this one is just for you in your back pocket fun fact
0: off of that headline number two one of those three teams that was an eight seed to beat a one seed was the golden state warriors uh some probably about 10 years ago or so i think that was the baron davis led maybe baron davis led golden state warriors all right hey listen here's your last headline and you better be walking to the bank with it because that's what Russell Wilson's about to do. He decided an extension with the Seattle Seahawks for four years, $140 million, $65 million on the signing bonus, $107 million guaranteed. There is a no trade clause there. And if you include his current contract, Mr. Wilson's under contract with the Seahawks for the next five years at $157 million. Holy crap, Mr. Rinaldi.
1: I was all excited to come in here start ranting and raving about how Russell Wilson was going to be the next quarterback for the New York football Giants, Andrew. And I wake up again to this, yesterday to the news of the, Cl- the, the Clippers beating the Golden Warriors and that Russell Wilson just signed that ridiculous contract to stay in Seattle. God damn it, Andrew. What is happening to my New York football Giants? Well, God, what bless is- that God bless that man. Listen.
0: It's a big deal. What is it with your heartstrings in quarterbacks right now?
1: <laughs> oh, my goodness. We don't have, we don't, I mean, listen, we have one, but not the, he's not the right one. But uh, if anyone deserves it, uh, obviously Seattle was always known for their defense, but that's kind of gone by the wayside. As you see, that Russell Wilson carries that team year in and year out. And they were, a, what, a, a playoff team last year, basically, or on the brink of a playoff team, and it was only Russell Wilson. So no man deserves it.
0: Those are your headlines brought to you by Dig Me Nation head over to digmination.com use the promo code digthedeb receive 30% off your next purchase. And I want to stay there for a second because you just said something that I think people do not realize. Russell Wilson has nothing around him. <laughs> I mean, I think I heard something correct me if I'm wrong. He Statistically has played behind the worst offensive line since entering the league his draft year. I mean, think about that. Think about how good he is and how bad his offensive line and some of the team around him is.
1: I would say I would say, Andrew, hold my beer. Let me show you the New York football giant offensive line. True. I just think I just think Russell Wilson, he's more elusive, so he, he makes it look obviously a lot better. And I think he tends to break pocket more than than most would actually would think for Russell Wilson, but, I mean, the guy's guy's an animal. He's a, what, third-round pick, six-foot-nothing, just a, just a, 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 a meat house, and just a stud quarterback, Andrew.
0: He has thrown more completed passes to wide receivers that are undrafted than wide receivers that have been drafted. Think about that.
1: There you go. Tyler Lockett. My man, Tyler Lockett.
0: So, let me ask you this. If you had that money and you were going after any quarterback in the league. I'm guessing, based off the way you're talking, it wouldn't be Russell Wilson. So who would it be?
1: I have two, two guys I'd probably give that money to. One is a little sh- – I mean, one is w- – one, I think you – you probably agree with me on it. I, I think you will agree with one, and you, the other one would be like, huh, interesting. But for me, I would definitely give that kind of money to one Andrew Luck. What are your thoughts on that one, Andrew? First,
0: um, uh, my only concerns about Andrew Luck are the injuries,
1: right? I, I just don't to prove it this to year, though. I True, I
0: just need
1: to prove that he, he's figured out mechanically how to be a better quarterback and not take those extra hits. But yeah, I agree that, that that's one that's kind of like, huh? Well, I'm not think... mad at you for the
0: Andrew Luck choice, though.
1: I mean, I can see it. I, obviously, like an Aaron Rodgers or, or like a, a Tom Brady or a Drew Brees, those guys are old. So I don't want to give, I don't want to give, I can give them the money. But if we're talking money in years, uh, obviously we want to go with a young Thundercat. And you know he burst on the scene, but I think I'd give that money to one, Pat Mahomes.
0: One hundred percent. One hundred percent.
1: But other than that, I mean, there's not. I don't think there's many, many too, too many other quarterbacks that I would think about throwing that money to. Me.
0: I mean, think about it. I'd give that money to anybody above Kirk Cousins or Matthew Stafford or any of these other clowns that are making a ridiculous amount of money.
1: Right, and obviously I'd give it to Tom Brady. Uh, but again, he's long in the tooth, so I don't know how many more years he's going to play. All right,
0: here you he play the hypothetical game. So you have the opportunity to give the exact same four-year, hundred forty million dollar deal to Tom Brady right now. And that guarantees you'll be in two Super Bowls, but you don't know if you're going to win them. Or you can give that money to a Patrick Mahomes, but there's no guarantee you make a Super Bowl.
1: What would you do? Uh, you take it, geez, I'm taking the two Super Bowl chances and going with it. Even if, 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 if you, even if you don't win, I mean, Buffalo Bills had four years in a row where they were they were at the pinnacle of the of the NFL and they they fell short. So. Uh, I mean, obviously, nobody remembers the loser of the Super Bowl, but I think it's still something to get there. And and I, I'd give Tom Brady that in four years. I'm, uh, I bet. You, I mean, that, that's what happens now. Four years, Tom Brady's gonna win two more anyway. Uh, <laughs> so, doesn't really matter, Andrew.
0: I would probably the only guy, and it's not this way. And I know that you know because Jared Goff is probably gonna get paid. Or Carson Wentz is probably going to get paid. You know, they might not get 107 million guaranteed paid, but they might get 80 guaranteed paid. But I just feel like we're looking at some of these quarterback contracts and I'm like, I wouldn't even think about giving that guy that much money to run my, to to, to lead my franchise. But really, when it, you break it down, Ant, there's not more than what, five guys in the league that you'd actually feel comfortable giving that money to. You, think about it. The Seahawks just locked locked up Russell Wilson, and I think it's a great decision. I think it's smart. I would never let the guy go. But think about it. They just did that, and you had qualms about it. So how great is Russell Wilson if there are certain people that are double-thinking giving him four years $140 million? And that, to me, is like, it's crazy. We're going to keep giving all these quarterbacks astronomical contracts, but really only four of them are doing what we're paying them to do.
1: Oh yeah, and I mean, listen—you you look at the top paid quarterbacks, and you won't see any of them in the playoffs. That's for sure. And you see, like you see, like, a guy like Tom Brady takes a haircut every year, so so he can make the team around him better to afford him the opportunity to go to all these Super Bowls and to win all these rings. Uh, you know, I think the next next character that's going to get paid is going to be Dak Prescott, and I can't wait to see how bad Jerry Jones effed this up and overpays for this for this quarterback. So.
0: He Giant doesn't even fans. deserve to get paid.
1: Giant fans being a lookout for that, but listen, that's what listen. There's only what thirty, thirty-two NFL teams or whatever. So there's only thirty-two quarterbacks, and maybe what eight of them are are are, are Hall of Famers. Maybe, maybe ten of them. So listen, you got to find someone that's that's viable, and look at the Giants. I mean, listen, the Jets think they have a look at your Dolphins. Who do they got a quarterback? No one. Exactly. So. You know, you'll, you'll you'll spend eternity looking for that, you know, quarterback, and if, if you're having to find one, in a obviously Russell Wilson or like an Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady, but I mean, in in, in Jerry Jones's eyes, down there in Dallas, down there in Jerry World, Dak Prescott is 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 the pearl of his eye. So I think he's gonna pay, he's gonna grossly overpay him, but uh, it is what it is, Andrew.
0: I mean, think about it. Kirk Cousins is making eighty-four million dollars over three years. Oh, I mean, Anyone can get paid.
1: <laughs> the I, mean, Vikings are, I think they're kicking the can down now with thirty million for three years or whatever whatever that silly contract was.
0: You know who else I think is gonna kick the can a little bit on a move they made? I think the San Francisco forty ers and Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah, I don't I think, think he'll ever be able to stay healthy.
1: Uh I think they're they need to obviously get some more some more weapons. Gotta like George Kittle, but I, for some reason, I don't know. I mean, I guess the Giants didn't want to trade OBJ to you know an NFC team, but I mean that that was the most sense logically for me to land a spot for o, for Odell was San Francisco.
0: You got some big drafts coming up for your franchises, Mister Ronaldo. Uh,
1: that's that, that's one of, it's one of two things: either either to get excited or just to realize your teams are are dumpster fires, and they're so bad that they have an opportunity to draft so high.
0: But if the Knicks get the first overall pick, that's a franchise-changing moment.
1: And they'll be dumb. I don't want to call it dumb, but they'll they'll trade away for Anthony Davis. They so,
0: would do that.
1: So I, the Knicks will never get it right. But listen, we're gonna get the fifth pick. I know it's it's locked up. Don't worry. <laughs> New York, New <laughs> York Knicks basketball. Welcome to New York Knicks basketball. We're gonna be seven- some
0: senior power forward from like Virginia. <laughs>
1: Welcome to 17 and 65 for the next four years.
0: If you get the first overall pick, you will be in the playoffs next year.
1: Listen, Zion, KD, Kyrie, come guess
0: them. You're going to – if you get – if the Knicks come away with a Zion Williamson, you're telling me that not one superstar is going to be like, word, I kind of want to go play with that kid. You can affect him. He'll listen to everything you say, and he's good enough to help you win. What else do you want?
1: The only thing that scares me about is the Clippers. That's the only franchise right now that really scares me. So The Nets don't scare you at all. I, I hate this. I, I completely forgot about the Nets, that they're still playing some basketball, some important basketball. <laughs> uh, that's, that's on me because, listen, they're the little bro- – like I said, the Clippers and the Nets are little brothers to the Knicks and Lakers, and they're, they're the two organizations thriving. And the two other organizations are complete dumpster fires, so I don't know why you want to play for the Knicks or Lakers. Uh, I don't think KD wants to go to LA and share the spotlight with LeBron, so I think that's a big, a big you know X factor for for you know for the Clippers. He could go to Brooklyn. I mean, it's a it's a little bit smaller. It's a little different. It's kind of it's kind of like a, it's kind of more KD speed. I feel like, uh, but I don't know. I just feel like it, even if he won in Brooklyn, yeah, you won in Brooklyn, but. I mean, if you win for the Knicks, I mean, you're running for the New York effing Knicks, Andrew. It's Madison Garden. So I just think that lore is – I think that, that instantly changes somebody's uh, career resume. So I, I think if if, if KD – if he wins another trophy uh, with Golden State this year, I think it's going to be more about change, fixing his legacy because the haters are all going to say, well, you went to, to Golden State and you won your rings. You know, how, how true are they? So, but, I mean, for him to go to the Knicks, he's got to know it's a it's a mess. It's it's going to take a year or two, just like LeBron's going through right now. It's gonna, There's going to be some growing pains. But, listen, you get, you get two top free agents and the number one draft pick, Andrew. The Knicks should be a top four team in the East next year.
0: I just hate – I get it. And, you know, I was a KD hater going from OKC to Golden State. You know this. You know it hurt me so much. As an OKC fan, what I don't subscribe to is holding championships to lesser value based on the teammates that you have around you. Because you know, and just as well as I do, you can't win a championship if your team is not gelling together, no matter what type of talent level you have on a roster. You can't do it. It's impossible. And I get it. I hated KD for making the decision to go to Golden State to give himself a better chance at winning championships. But can you blame somebody for going after the ultimate prize, which is winning? And furthermore, when we start talking about legendary basketball players and we start talking about legendary athletes and hall of famers, we all do the, well, he only won this or he only won that. So if it matters, why are we then going to get mad at the guy for going and doing what he needed to do to cement himself in the legacies and the history of the NBA? To me, that's wrong. That's wrong. Double standard. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Exactly. I, you know, I, I guess it's whose perspective you're looking at, like the old school guys. They don't want to, they don't want to think that way. They want to, you know, the Michael Jordans, the Larry Birds, the Magic Johnson, they didn't go join forces with, the, with, with, the, with each other. You know, they wanted to beat each other. You know, nowadays, it's, it's, a, it's a different mentality. It's, it's a different game. And these guys you know, do their own thing. You know, they, the NBA is all about stars and and, and how, how much money can they make and what else can they do to, to better their career. So, I mean, is it about winning championships? For some guys, it is. I think if they're chasing the ghost of Michael, you know, of, uh, Michael Jordan, that six number, it seems to be the elusive number. I mean, even though Bill Russell has 11, you know, other guys have more than six, but six seems to be obviously the one everyone's chasing. Uh, it's a superficial number, uh, but I don't know. I, like I said, just winning, winning in a place that's been a complete dumpster fire for all this time would completely eradicate his move to Golden State and would make him a, a you know top of. Not that he's not top now; he's definitely one, one A, one you know two in the, in the NBA. Uh, but I just think it's. I hope it comes to New York, baby. That's all I can say. David Fisdale did say
0: that working for the Knickerbockers still does have the allure that people talk about. So that, that, that does exist. Like they might be a dumpster fire, but being able to play in Madison Square Garden and play for a historic franchise like the Knickerbockers, that still matters to players and coaches. And I found that very interesting to hear. And I think something that the Knicks can play into their favor and something that KD might be interested in because he's a basketball junkie, man. He's a basketball junkie. I, Mr. i am a junkie for what he got. And I know we dove deep into the golf earlier and we went head to head on the golf. So what I'm going to do right now is I'm going to give people a, a quick rundown on last week, what we had going on, I was forty-one and forty. Anthony was thirty-nine and forty-two, making climbing his way, not not walking, climbing his way, back up the what do you got charts,
1: Mister Rinaldi.
0: Yeah, seriously, you've been here for how long? We've we doing this podcast for sixty-three episodes. Been here for sixty-three.
1: Doing this since like nineteen seventy-five. I don't know.
0: <laughs> Crazy. Mister Rinaldi chose Francisco Molinari to win the Masters. Mr. Malinari finished tied for fifth. Andrew chose Ricky Fowler to win the Masters. Mr. Fowler finished tied for ninth. So Mr. Rinaldi, by a narrow margin, takes that point. So that brings him to 40 and 42. That brings me back to 500 at 41 and 41. But, oh, wait, who was that man that you were making fun of for me choosing last week, Mr. Rinaldi? Uh,
1: Fleetwood Mac, right? Fleetwood,
0: Tommy Fleetwood Mac.
1: Tommy, Tommy Fleetwood made – Tommy Fleetwood – listen, listen, Andrew, you can, you can brag all you want. I can. Your boy, your boy Tommy Fleetwood did make the cut. Yes, he did. He finished up, he finished up in the red numbers, which is always good. It was a positive. Minus two. So, uh, you know, I was generous. I gave you a point for that one.
0: Where did uh, Where your pick finish? I can't remember.
1: Uh, Justin Rose. I got to talk to him. I follow him on Instagram. My man let me down. Didn't even make the cut. Didn't. I don't know what he's – I don't know what he's doing. He's a solid ball player. I don't know what the hell he was thinking.
0: I kind of want to run it up the Twitter poll. Does Andrew deserve an extra point for the fact that Anthony's player didn't even make the cut?
1: <laughs> what you, you would want extra points for cheating? Some of
0: well, it's because you you ripped on me for Fleetwood Mac, and I thought it was a great choice.
1: Listen, I my guy had a, my guy had a fifty four hole lead. I was cruising, and then he just. He crumbled under the Tiger Woods, the way the Tiger Woods, the lore of Tiger was in full effect. And he just, he crumbled like a biscotti.
0: So, because I lost and won a point, I stay, I am going to be at 42 and 41. Because you won and lost a point, you're going to move to 40 and 43. So, we are still, you know, neck and neck right now in this what do you got race, Mr. Rinaldi. And, we're not going head-to-head this week. Actually, this is our first week in a while where we're just choosing a straight-up game because of that and because you've been rolling in the one spot. I'm going to let you lead this thing off. Mr. Rinaldi, what do you got?
1: Andrew making classic mistakes, letting me go first, setting the table. Classic I'm gonna mistake. A, I'm going to knock it down for you. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to stick, stick to this New York area basketball, and I'm going Thursday night basketball, baby, TNT. Hardwood, NBA playoffs, your Brooklyn Nets take on the Philadelphia 76ers. Game three, Andrew, make sure you get the podcast out so the folks know where, what to watch on Thursday night. Get your weekend started early, folks. Go to the bar with your friends, have a drink, put a little bananas on the Brooklyn Nets because I think they're going to take Philly, baby. I got no I got no love for Philly. I hate Philly. Philly's ugly. Philly's stupid. They <laughs> smell. I don't even like them. Let's go Brooklyn!
0: I love your energy for the Nets right now.
1: Listen, nice, love but I love it. And trust me, listen, Brooklyn. Listen, it's gonna be no easy task. You saw what Philadelphia can do. What did they rattle fifty-one points in that third quarter? Yeah. The, the other game. So Brooklyn's got to bring quarter ever. Yeah, Br- Brooklyn's gonna have to bring their A game. And I'm gonna go with my man D'Angelo Russell, potential comeback player of the year. I think he's gonna. Uh, He's gonna prove that Magic Johnson has no idea what he's doing in the front office by trading him away because he's gonna turn out to be a stud. And he's gonna not give me a triple double, but he's gonna put up 24, 24 points, nine assists, seven rebounds. Andrew, come get some. And what wow. do you got?
0: Wow. Well, I got the ice. Oh you went hardwood. I'm going ice, and I, I'm going to set this up real quick by saying Thank I hanging
1: out with Alfred too much.
0: I have been. I was going to choose the Predators versus the Stars because your Nashville Predators are up two to one in that series. However, that is a Wednesday night eight PM jump off, and I want to make sure, as you would say, I want to get the podcast out here for the people to listen to. But I have some serious interest in this series that I'm going to choose, and that's on Thursday night as it is actually to be determined, the NHL has not determined the time of the game yet. It is the Golden Knights at the San Jose Sharks. Right now, the Golden Knights lead that series 2-1. to However, I feel like the Sharks are going to take game four at home, and I feel like Eric Carlson's going to have a day, one goal, one assist for the San Jose Sharks, and that is the guy that Mr. Alfred Hitchcock came onto this one podcast and said he could be a difference maker for the San Jose Sharks in that series. They're down 2-1. to one. They need a win at home. Game four, Thursday night, jump off. When we find out what time the game's at, we will let you know. But either way, tune in because that's going to be a good one, Mr. Rinaldi.
1: The ice is heating up. NHL playoffs. Lots of upsets already. Can't wait to get that. Can't wait to see the Islanders. Islanders – and that's uh, the Barclays Center going to be hopping,
0: to Andrew. How about this playoffs? The Islanders sweep for the first time in like 36 years or something crazy like that. The number one team in the NHL gets swept, and there's actually positive stuff going on around New York sports, and it has nothing to do with the actual major teams around here. Mind-blowing, Mr. Rinaldi
1: the beauty of sports andrews why we do this
0: you never know what you're, you never know what you're gonna see on any given day i do know that episode 64 has been a blast
1: andrew i'm i'm upset we weren't together but we crushed it as usual can't wait to hear the rome solo friday jump off you know it's gonna be fire can't wait for it folks i'm out of here take us home andrew
0: Apple podcast, Google podcast, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts, rate it and review it. When you are done, get us on Twitter, get us on Instagram at Dab podcast on both of them at dabpodcast at gmail.com dot At this point, you should know the deal. My partner mentioned it. I'll see you on Friday for Friday dab. I think number 50, maybe 49. Whoa, we're getting up there. I am Andrew Romanella. That's my partner, Anthony Rinaldi. We are going to work our tails off to be together for you next Wednesday. But until then, this is the Dow Podcast, and we are out.